Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, once again, for gathering us this afternoon. We've been studying about the everlasting gospel that we need to proclaim with power and strength. Today, and this moment, actually, is the last time that we're going to study about the third angel's message or help us to remember what we learned, that um, not only just keep it ourselves, but also able to really share with other people with our experience and uh, help us to all become the servant of yours, Lord. We thank you once again for your son, Jesus Christ, because of him that we can inherit the kingdom of God and have everlasting life. We pray all things in his precious name. Amen. Revelation chapter 14. Chapter 14, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here's a patient of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Elendry White said, we talk about, talk a lot about and study about the commandments of God. But when it comes to the faith of Jesus, we don't really understand much of it. I told you how um, during 1888, a general conference meeting, that our church reject the righteousness by faith message. And the says, if our church would have accepted and received, then Jesus would have come in two years. <clears throat> the fact that we are still here on earth in 2000, close to 14, 13, how many years has passed? Can somebody calculate? 2013 minus 1888 or 1890? 120? Wow, 123 years. Can you believe? Jesus would have come in two years. But we're still here, 123 years. Because 
we did not fully understand the righteousness by faith. Something to think about, right? When, when you go back, when you go back and when you have time, I mean, I, I really hope that you will actually set a time to learn about what is the righteousness by faith message all about. There's a book um, called, I, I only brought a Korean book, but if you want, if you want, I have a PDF file on my computer. Just bring the thumb drive, I'll give it to you. It's written by Margaret Davis, Mrs. Margaret Davis. Her husband used to be the, I think, General Conference, either Sabbath School or Vivian Herald editors. But they studied together because um, here there's a story that um, her father, um, Sister Margaret, Margaret's father, was also a Seventh-day Adventist. They all came from uh, Germany. But um, one time he asked Margaret, when she came back from India as a missionary, came back to the, to the States, he asked, Margaret, what is this righteousness by faith? all about and she didn't have an answer for it so several years I think at least two years she studied about it and after like four or five years later she was able to explain to her father but the title of this book I think is um, um, what shall I do to inherit eternal life so if you have a thumb drive, and or, or if you don't have it right now, but you want to have a copy of it, just give me your email address or email me, then I will send it to you. Okay? But um, it's a powerful book. She went through all the Ellen White's writing. She read all, everything from the script, you know, scripture, and put together what is really the meaning of righteousness by faith. And uh, I just share one small story. Her father was German, you know, and uh, like Korean men, they never say sorry. You know, he has an issue with um, temperance. Like when he's upset, when, example, like um, Sister Margaret was young, I think it was 11 or 12 years old, and she, her duty was to milk the cow. You know, I don't know if, if you've ever been milking the cow, you know. When you milk the cow, they have tendencies to either try to kick or, you know, move around. So when she was trying to, you know, take control over it, but the cows just boom, drop, you know, her one of the, you know, food to feed to the, the bucket that she just collected, you know, all the milk. And then her dad came up and just started hitting both cow and her. <laughs> but that's not the only story. There's a, she has, I think, six or seven siblings, or maybe more, I'm sorry. But the, they all experienced something like that. Her dad was very you know, angry man. Even the Seventh-day Adventists, whenever there's an issue, you just like grab them and then hit them and... So, when he got old, he 
heard about this message, but he didn't understand fully. So she, Margaret, Sister Margaret, explained to them how we all have to ask for forgiveness and go through repentance. Otherwise, God cannot give you the robe of righteousness, right? Unrepented sin or you know, the sins that we didn't repent, God cannot give the robe of righteousness, the Christ righteousness. So everything has to be, of course, before that step, you know, God draws us, we have to go to the cross and see Jesus Christ. Jesus, why are you hanging on the cross? And then it says, because of your sin. And then we say, Lord, please take away my sin. I want to, be, you know, be cleansed and purified. So that's a step. And so her father, the whole family was there. It's, it's, it's amazing how they got together. Um, it was answered to her prayers. Um, and when she explained, he was quiet. And then he walked away. Just went outside. And she followed him because according to her, he had tendency to when he get angry himself, he would just tend to destroy himself. Like in either like the, the try to commit suicide or or harm himself. So he she went outside with him and she you know, hold him tight. Says, God loves you. God loves you and he wants to save you. And he cried and cried and says, and then later on, um, they went inside to another room, and and she told him, Father, uh, I know that you hurt other people, but I, I don't I don't blame you, and um, I don't think you ever hurt me. And he says, I did once when she the milked the cow and, and messed up the whole thing the cow did and I, I hit you and he says I'm sorry so that time on he's changed slowly and he said every children saying sorry to them and then I think two weeks later he passed away with peace so it's a wonderful story but I, I really want you to read it because I'm not really a good storyteller but when there is a repentance and, and confession we made there's a great joy. Um, in 1997, actually, you know what? I'll save it to for tomorrow morning. <laughs> I have to keep something. All right, Revelation chapter 14. So, what what is the patience of the saints? We're talking about what is the patience of the saints? Patient. And actually, in this translation, um, it is actually better to be translated as steadfast endurance. Steadfast endurance. Why the saints need steadfast endurance? Not lingering in the I told you that the third angel's message is related to what? The beast and the dragon, they'll try to enforce people to receive what? Mark of the beast, right? 
when this mark of the beast issue? <coughs> when? By? Right here, right? Right here, sometime here. National Sunday will take place, and then they're going to start in force. Do you know? I don't know about Malaysia, but in the United States, when I was there, I believe the, the seatbelt was not mandated. But what they did is, they're going to throw, say, you have to wear the seatbelts. So recommend. And then later on, if you don't wear it, you know, we're going to find you. Right? So now, it will start with the first row, like driver and the passenger right next to it. But now it's a car. And even the children in the U.S., if you do not have a car seat for infants or children, you get signed. Fine. You cannot just let them sit in a normal seat. You have to have a booster seat or like car seat for children, specifically for children. Otherwise, you get fined. So this is what happens. Korea is the same way right now. You know, they're asking everybody to wear a seatbelt. Now, Korea is not asking the children to have a car seat so far. But sooner or later, they will also demand, you know, same thing. I don't know about Malaysia here. Coming soon? Yeah. So, but, but, you know, the blue law, I don't know if you know about this, but I think out of 50 or 51 states in the United States, 48 states has Sunday law as a blue law, which means it's like we recommend you to stop working on Sunday. It's not like mandate, but it's just there. So it is just, they can just issue any time. Just sign the bill, that's it. Sunday law. And right now, it's a perfect timing. We have so much crime. Our economy is struggling. You know, U.S., how many trillion dollar debt? I think close to like 16, 15, 16 trillion dollars. That is yeah, a lot of money, right? Lots of money. And then, what else? The moral issues. You know, the schools and, and society, they, they, they're lost. They don't know what to do with each other. And the people, they're so fed up with the government because government is changing the, all these you know, uh, constitutions and, and man, the, the um, amendments. And so they're like, so insecure, yet they want to live in a secure, you know, uh, society. So they sold their, you know, rights, but now they think it, this is too much. The government is stepping too much and controlling their even health insurance and just. So they're about to, you know, start, you know, riots and things like that. Any moment. So in order for to control that, what is a Best solution, do you think? Let's have a day for a family. You know, we have so many young people, they're running around doing all sorts of crazy things, or, you know, Facebook, and they don't have time to spend, you know, they don't have time for their family. So all the families stay home, you know, spend time with your children, your parents. Good, right? Economy. You know, stay home. Try to do something together as a family. Don't go out and just spend, spend, spend when you don't have money. Credit card, right? Credit card. 
And then crime, everybody stay home, no crime. Right? Or go to church, no crime. So they, to, to change, to help the whole society as a nation, they said this will be the best solution for everyone. Everybody will be happy, you know, will stay as a one happy nation. And if you say, I don't agree with that, then you become terrorist. You're terrorizing the nation. But that's why we have all these, you know, laws and, you know, prison cells and concentration camp prepared. I tell you. Okay. So, that's why the steadfast endurance is needed because as soon as Sunday law take place, many people will be taken away. You know, if you just say, I believe, of course, Elanji White says, you don't have to go against you know, the, the law and say, I am going to work and I don't care about Sunday law. Let me just go and you know, do my thing. No, you don't have to do that. You also do the Bible study at home or you know, have a worship on Sunday too. But sooner or later, they will demand, no, everybody has to work on Saturday, you know, but, but only Sunday. You have to study on Sunday or worship on Sunday, not Saturday. Then that's going to be an issue, right? Then many people will go to jail. Some people will be in some country, not every country, but some country, maybe execution might take place, right? So that's, that's why steadfast endurance is needed here. And then the... The, here are they, they keep the commandments of God and what? <clears throat> the faith of Jesus. We know that, you know, keep the commandments of God, power, right? Remnant, the condition of remnant in Revelation chapter 13. Ten commandments, right? And, and I think Pastor Ben explained really, really well about ten commandments. We have ten commandments. Out of Ten Commandments, four deals with what? No, no, no. Four commandments deal with who? God and us, right? God and us. And then, rest is man between us. You know, the book of Deuteronomy talks about it, and also in the dream Jesus time, the gospel, um, Jesus says, love your um, matter as yourself. And with all your heart, right? Love, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And I think another one, strength, right? And then love your neighbors as yourself. That is a two, uh, ten commandment into two. And but if you shrink it to just one, what is the fulfillment of the commandments? Is law, right? Where do you find that? Fulfillment of the law is Romans. Come with me to Romans. I believe it's chapter 13. Chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law.
when we study about life of Jesus Christ, do you think he loved Judas very much? Judas witnessed the life of Christ three and a half years, right? They traveled together, they slept together, and they worked together. He was a treasure. He would, you know, go different places to do evangelism work. And sometimes, even Judas and some other, you know, Disciples were teamed up by two by two and were sent, and he even performed the miracles and cast out demons. Right? And they were so excited about the work of the Lord. And Jesus did his best to save Judas, but yet he refused. And then become the first perdition of sin, right? We do not know who will be saved or who will not be saved, right? But as a Christian, as follower of Jesus Christ, we have to love one another. Sometimes it's really, really difficult. Husband and wife, brothers and sisters, church members, there is someone always that behaves like a thorn, right? Under your, you know, fingernail. I mean, they know how to hurt you. They know how to make you feel miserable. And how do you deal with them? That's why I think Jesus says, if you want to follow me, take up the cross. Deny yourself. Deny yourself and pick up the cross daily and follow me. During that time, the cross was most humiliating punishment in the Roman Empire. They hang the person, the criminal, naked, right? They beat them first and then hang them up the cross and then birds and animals will come and eat. They'll be hanged on the, in the tree for days until they die. So when Jesus says, pick up the cross and follow me, do you think that sound really positive? No. It's like a curse. Jesus, what are you talking about? I want to follow you all the way, but why do I have to carry the cross? We all have to experience in somewhat the suffering of Christ. 
for doing the right thing, people will hate you. Saying the right thing, people will reject you and try to stone you, right? But you always had that attitude of Jesus Christ. You know, love them without condition and pray for them. All right. So the law, we all have to understand that the main key or the commandment of God is love. Faith of Jesus. What is the faith of Jesus? You know, uh, there is a two different definition. Um, I want to share with you from the Bible. This is my own study. What is the faith of Jesus? Come with me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Reading from verse 19. Then Jesus, uh, then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son of the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Did you catch that? He says, I can do nothing of myself. But what he does is after he sees what Father is doing. Amen? Go to verse 30. So it's something to do with see, right? Watch, like visual thing, or visible thing. Verse 30, I can of mine own self do something? Nothing. Little bit here or there? No. Do nothing as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So he judged and he does work by hearing the Father, right? So see, hear. Okay? Let's go to chapter 12. Verse 49. The Bible says, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a command, commandment, what I, shall, shall, I should say, and what I should speak. So, Jesus is totally dependent on what? His Father. See, hear, and does things that what Father is doing. Pastor Jeremiah, come, can you come forward? 
This is Pastor Jeremiah from Cambodia. He is currently a youth director there. Um, we're so happy to have you here in Malaysia. Let's say Pastor Jeremiah is blind. You're blind. Okay. And you're also, how do you call it? Deaf. Deaf, right? Deaf. So he's deaf. He cannot hear. Can you close your eyes? Actually, you know what? Let's, let's pretend that um, he's deaf, right? No, no, no. You, I, mean, I need your hand. How can he go around? If he cannot hear, he cannot see, what's the only way he could go around? Feel his way, right? The best way is he has to let by somebody, right? Yes. Am I right? Otherwise, he has to go all everywhere, every bumping, hitting, and you know, falling, and that's that gonna be the result of his life. So the best way for him to go around and do things is he's he's following me, somebody. When we thank you, Asher. When we think that we can hear, we can see, we can do then there is a danger. The faith of Jesus is total surrender and trusting His Father everywhere, every day. Can you see that? Jesus. Did Jesus pray? Yes. How many times? How many times do you think Jesus prayed? Every day. All time. You know, every morning. The Bible says Jesus, many times, He would go up to the mountain and pray when it's still dark. And sometimes He would stay whole night praying. Imagine Jesus would be us. I mean, like, Jesus was so popular, right? When there's Jesus, imagine. You have a sick, sick relative somewhere in far country. When you know that Jesus can hear this, cure this person, would you be like inviting this person from far away and bring Jesus? I mean, imagine three and a half years, Jesus was so famous. Everyone, the another thing is it's Jesus. When people come to Jesus, Jesus never send them away without curing them. Whether they confess or whether they are wicked or whatever, poor, what kind of condition they Jesus never rejects. Everyone who came to Jesus want to be cured, they were cured. Even the ten lepers, right? So, and, and, and God, you know, another, another way to prove this is this. Come with me to Hebrew chapter 11. We know this verse really, really well. Hebrew chapter 11. Chapter 11, verse 6. Chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is possible, impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If you have a faith, without faith, 
You cannot please God. Did Jesus? My next question is: Did Jesus please his Father? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. How do you know? What did Father says? I am well pleased. Like I said, how can a son please his father? I told you, right? When my son imitates me, you know, when we usually have a worship, now in, in Korea we don't have a piano at our place, but where we are, when we were in the States, um, we had a small baby grand that uh, my, my wife used to uh, play when she was young. But, um, so we would have worship around the piano. So when we uh, sing together, um, we usually stand up and we sing because my wife is playing and I want, to, I want children to be really uh, excited and participating. So we sing and he always stand next to me and let's say I, I'm holding the, 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 the hymnals like this, and he will do the same thing. And he will sing like this. When I go to the church, sometimes they ask me to lead a song service. He will come up and stand next to me and do the same thing. He wants to. He's, he's so proud of me, right? As a father... <coughs> When I see my son try to imitate me, I'm well pleased. So can you see that? When God saw his son imitating his father, God was well pleased. And there, you need to have a faith in God to do that perform, right? I want to share a quotation from Third Selected Message, page 132. The faith of Jesus. This is Ellen G. White's um, explanation of, of faith of Jesus, okay? The faith of Jesus, it is talked of, but not understood. What constitutes the faith of Jesus that belongs to the third angel's message? Jesus becoming our sin barrier that he might become our sin pardoning savior. He was treated as we deserve to be treated. He came to our word and took our sins that we might take his righteousness and faith in the ability of Christ to save us amply and fully and entirely is the faith of Jesus. Did you catch that? Of course, we ourselves, we cannot save ourselves, right? We always talk about faith of Jesus, but we do not really understand what that really means. It says, amply Faith in the ability of Christ to save us amply and fully and entirely is the faith of Jesus. Something different than what we study right now, right? Can Jesus save us? 
you know, our hope, our trust, and our assurance has to be placed upon Jesus 100%. There's nothing else out there that we can trust. Not your bank account, not your parents, not our children, not our pastor, not our church. Nothing can guarantee your salvation but having trust and have faith on Jesus Christ. And I want you to know Him personally. When you fall in love with somebody, you spend a lot of time with them, right? When I, when my wife and I start dating, I was the happiest man on earth. I told you, right? I don't mind driving many hours to see her. The same time, you know what happened? When I fall in love with my wife, I receive persecution, okay? You know, when you fall in love with Jesus, Satan is not happy with you. They try to break up, try to, you know, separate both of you. And, and of course, he cannot stop Jesus loving you, right? So he comes to you and try to throw all this different obstacle, temptation, and different people, dramas, and you know, all these different game, computer games to distract you for loving Jesus. So when I started dating my wife, my wife's parents weren't happy. They said, my daughter is too, not too, but she is well-educated, she is pretty, she is our hope and dream. She cannot marry a pastor. It's, it's, it's a reality, you know, like, I mean, there's some lady they want to marry a pastor, but there's many people you talk, it's a stressful work, right? It's hard, I mean, in a, some way, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was blessed to become a pastor. There's so many, I mean, I'll share with you tomorrow. But, um, but many parents, they saw how pastors go through all these difficulties, and so they don't want their daughters to marry a pastor. So for, I think, at least two years, they were so against. They will, they will call me, and they will talk to other people, and try to stop our relationship. But the more persecution comes, we were more, <laughs> more in love with each other. So, and then they realize that they can't stop. And the parents, they can do whatever to stop the relationship. But if you want, really want to, you know, uh, break your children's relationship, think that, you know, if, if it's not good, then you have to pray to the Lord. Before I married my wife, I was in relationship with um, a young lady for several years. And I thought, you know, we love each other, we want to get married, we want to settle down. 
I talked to my parents, they were like, no, no, no. And I said, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and my parents, what they did is they prayed every morning. At five o'clock, they went to church. You know, something about Korean people, they're very stubborn and they're steadfast, okay? And that's a positive thing about Korean people, okay? You know, Koreans are one of the, uh, one of the country that sends missionaries to the world. The second, I think, largest country. Even if it's a tiny, small country, we send uh, missionaries to all over the world in a most effective way because before they even go to mission field, they have to master their language. Let's say, you know, somebody goes to Cambodia, they have to learn Cambodian either there or in Korea before start ministry. Like people go send to China, they have to take, I think, at least one year of language program and then become official missionary there. So, anyway, Korean. <laughs> what was I saying? Stubborn, stubborn. So in many cases, even though I want my way, my parents, so there's, there's no way they can win my heart. They cannot stop me, so they start begging God. And they won. I tell you, two years, they prayed every day, we broke up. And then I married <laughs> Abigail. Of course, there's a time period that you know, I didn't wait. But, but we have to we have to fall in love with Jesus Christ. That's why Ellen G. White says, you know, meditate on his death and final moment on the cross. The guilt, the pain and suffering he went through, you know, he died. He died not because of his physical pain. He died because of the guilt that was pressed his heart and his heart was broken. Like, that's why when the soldiers put the spears on his side, water and blood came separately. We all, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we cannot just follow like Judas. I'll just take a chance and see if he's going to become a king. Then I'll be serious. But if not, then I'll just sell him as, you know. And leave him alone. You know, I wish many of you, you're young. Like, what, 20s, 30s. I wish I was like your age right now. I have so many things that I regret in my life. I told you that I was a news junkie. I, I didn't play computer games, but I was heavily addicted to movies. You know, I, I love movies, especially American movies. I told you that I have an American dream, right? Everything. I see an airplane flying. Oh, I want to go to America. So, I I used to live in a small town. I would go there and I would rent American movie. I don't care what kind of themes or topic, like horror or 
or or action movie, romantic movie, documentary, whatever is English, I'll rent and I'll watch. And there's a time of time that I watched everything. There was no more movies in the store <laughs> to watch. That's how much I love movies. But I realized more than movie, this is the best. You can spend time. Movie, you, you, you watch movie and then you come out. The, you know the feeling that you have? The empty feeling. Just like, wow, that's pretty interesting story. But it's just like, yeah, it's a temporal thing. But you might remember all the love scenes here and there and some actions. But what is it? This is a true book, and this is a true love story and true love letter. Letter that we need to read and understand and fall in love with Jesus. That is everything about the Bible. And you, because you know, like when you fall in love with somebody, you cannot just sit down and just, just smile. The consequences of falling in love with somebody, you have to tell somebody. You know, you have to call somebody, hey, I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Abigail? Yeah. She's my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you have to go and share, and you go around and looking for something that you want to share with your loved one. You know, I have a box, and I have a, so many gifts I, that I, you know, I will see every two weeks, so I will buy small here, small there, to share my love, right? When you are in love with Jesus, you do everything for Him. The money, the talent, time, everything that you have, you're willing to give for His glory. And you'll be so happy because because you love because you're in love and I hope and pray that this three angels message that we need to proclaim you know when you're in love and when you're free you find out that you've been bondage for many many years but when you realize that God has paid for the freedom and there is a great joy and happiness that you can but share with other people, right? So I want you to experience that and able to proclaim the gospel with the holy boldness that we can finish this work and go home. Go home, right? I want to go home. Not, not go home as, you know, temporary home, I guess. Thousand years, and then we're going to come back to real home on earth. And I want to see every one of you when we go to heaven. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, shall we? Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us from the Bible how we could be ready for your soon return. 
the everlasting gospel that you preached from the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned against you. You always had a remnant, small group of people who were willing to go all the way, surrendering their life and emptying, denying themselves, and placing Jesus and God the first and the last and the best place in their life. Help us to be like them, Lord. Help us to be like Abraham and Isaac and Joseph and Daniel and Moses and all the disciples. So that we could also be like you, Lord. Help us each day. We have so many young people here. I pray that you will bless their life. Help them to experience love with Jesus Christ. That their also life will fully vindicate His character and His love and His mercy and kindness to one another. Continue be with us. Continue bless this meeting. That at the end, when we leave, the people will see Jesus through us, Lord. This is our prayer in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.